0: Welcome to Floor Fantasy and Sci-Fi Lore. Today is a news episode. We're going to dive into the latest news and everything we're talking about. If you hit this for the first time or a little bit confused, we are releasing the news as it comes out. So you might hit up the month before or even before that to clear up any confusion about some of the details we're talking about as we're just releasing the latest and newest stuff for the various worlds. We talk about the D&D, Witcher, Dune, uh, DC, Marvel, and all of that Roll the intro.
1: Do you remember the first story that was so spellbinding that it drove you to break the rules and stay up all night? To keep reading, keep listening keep playing? So good you forgot your life and lived there? So good that the
0: moment it ended you asked yourself what next? Welcome to the floor. Our goal
1: is to take you back. Take you deeper. To explore and understand more. And relive that childlike wonder. Join us as we dive deep into
0: humanity's greatest stories. No matter how they are told through books, movies,
2: television, even games. One of us does an in-depth research on our topic one of us is familiar with the topic
1: and one of us knows nothing so the right questions will always be asked and will be addressed for anyone coming into the topic regardless of how much you know
0: enjoy another world another adventure another spellbinding story
1: join us on the floor all right we are doing a new segment again we i'm going to be talking about my universes uh we hit dc pretty hard last time so i'm just going to cover the highlights uh we got a new a new trailer for flash well actually we have a new new one so actually i didn't talk about this last time we had a new trailer that dropped and then we had one that was in chinese or japanese or something and they showed off a new a new suit for him Uh, we've been getting a little Mixed signals on whether we like that suit or not. Mm. Uh, we're we're getting real close to being able to play some Justice League. Gets, or I mean, excuse me, Suicide Squad gets murdered. I mean, fights the Justice League. Mm-hmm. So that'll be really exciting. I'm still, still sitting on pins and needles for Blue Beetle. But what I'm really excited about, because uh, I just saw this. So it's not DC related, but we finally got a teaser trailer for King Kong. Versus Godzilla coming out March 2024, baby. Really? I have been waiting so long to hear some news on this one. So I'm sure there's other people who have too. And that one was just hype. Because the trailer's like, we don't know what's going to happen because there's two kings now. So anyways, that's kind of my big stuff. And then Marvel, uh, we now have a leader of the Avengers for the Avengers universe. It is confirmed that it will be Captain Marvel going forward or the new Avengers. And I think those are my big ones right now. Okay.
0: I'm actually surprised to hear that it's Captain Marvel because there was so much controversy around Brie Larson. I mean, we could try and unpack all of that, but uh,
1: (laughs) yeah, some people think that some people like her, some people, you know, it's, you know, I don't know the controversy.
0: Brie Larson had like, both within the movie and and some of her statements in interviews, uh, it seemed like she wasn't getting along with some of the cast members. And also, she came across not just as feminist, but almost anti-men. Like, one of the problems with the, the male prejudice for years is that men just assumed they were better than women because they were men. And Captain Marvel and Brie Lawson kind of brought that attitude to Captain Marvel, that she was better than men because she was a girl. You know, it's like, that's that's the reverse of the same problem, you know? <laughs> so, yeah. So there was a big controversy around that.
1: and Whether or not that was actually what she was portraying or what people saw or yeah. it, you know, there's it, a you know, lot of layers just, to it. Oh,
0: yeah. Like none of that was said verbatim. So a lot of, some of that is just interpretation.
1: And then there's also the whole factor of if, if a bunch of people say you hate women all the time, Eli, it's probably going to make you not be the nicest in all of your interviews all the time. Yeah. So there is that factor for Brie as well.
0: all right so let's jump into uh my worlds now before that i think we do have to mention there is a writer's strike on so Hmm. some of the content you love is going to be delayed and some of it might not come out as great because they get the discount versions because they want to keep making it might even be better though (laughs) you might get the ai version so, yeah, yeah, we might get chat some GBT. chat GBT stories cranked out, right? They're going to be like, we don't need you. Chat GBT will write our stories. And I feel like that's just going to tank hard. Yeah. So there is a there is a writer who has uh, written a novel using chat GBT. It is 95% written by the AI. I am pretty sure he's going to be a New York Times bestseller with this book. I have also read some of it, and I don't think it's very good at all. But there's so much interest in AI now that I think a lot of people pick it up just to see what it's done.
1: So so let, let's back up for a second. So iRobot was written a long time ago, and now we've got eRobot. <laughs> what is eRobot? Well, you know, like eBooks, like online. Oh. <laughs> you
2: know,
1: it's like written. It's a joke, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Too many
0: dots there. I was like, iRobot, Isaac Asimov, the three laws of robotics.
1: I don't know No, it. just oh my gosh. <laughs> trying to use some dad humor. You won't even let me. <laughs> I also think Aaron hasn't read iRobot. Oh, he doesn't know iRobot.
0: Maybe that's why. He's just he going off the movie. title. He's yep. coming off the title. <laughs> that's yeah. why. Yeah. And yeah. I guess if you're going off the title, it makes sense. If you go off the story, it makes no sense at all. <laughs> <laughs> wholly unrelated to chat GPT. like uh, the same <laughs> so all right um let's uh so so moving into the fantasy world so uh some big things kind of happened when we were going through some stuff the last few months honor among thieves came out uh in the theaters and while a lot of D&D fans said it was great, it was filled with some cameos from like the, uh, you know, they, they had, uh, actors portraying the characters from the 1980s cartoon when they're in mm. the arena. You know, there were some jokes about, you know, rolling ones. Like as, as one of the reviewers put it, he says, you know, a lot of movies and TV shows that are based on games try to pretend that they're not but the D movie doesn't it leans into the fact that this is a game you can roll a one you can roll a 20 and weird things happen that way clearly the the writer of this review was a D player and a fan of it you know and so that was something he enjoyed as someone who had played the game had those moments and then he could see these characters essentially somewhere in the back someone was rolling dice and things weren't going great, or they went amazingly well, far better than they should have.
1: And those uh, are always my favorite situations. Rogue rolls a one on stealth, and the paladin full of plate armor rolls a twenty, and you're just like, "How does but this?" Yeah.
0: So, despite you know good reviews from from fans of D and D, the movie only broke even at the box office. We'll see what happens when it hits uh, streaming and different things like that. You know, some some movies and shows really take off once they once they become you know, available in that format. So we will see what happens with Honor Among Thieves. But I think that the future of the movies, you know, will kind of be way there. I imagine in another 20 years, if this is a flop, they'll try again. Because they do keep trying with D&D. They, they know there's a fan base there. They just haven't found a way to stroke that cord yet. So, and we do have the TV series, which we don't know a lot about, but is being made. Another thing we'll kind of see. But for those who want more, of Honor Among Thieves, they have released the character sheets for the characters. So you can check those out if you're curious about their characters. Baldur's Gate 3, uh, Larian has announced that the console version will have a split screen co-op. Which I think a lot of the fans expected because Larian does that a lot they want you they want you to be able to play these games with your friends and particularly D&D is you know while a lot of the games do tend to be solo player um they did want this one to very much have that co-op feel so you can play online with friends but you can also just split the screen while you're sitting on the couch together nice two big points in the Witcher I think the biggest one of course is we do have a release date June 29th for season 3 now it is going to be broken up into two parts, so we'll get a couple episodes on the 29th of June, and then we will get the rest of them on the 27th of July. But I think it's kind of a bittersweet announcement after everything that happened between the Season 2 and when they're releasing Season 3. You know, we had the huge fallout with uh a Geralt of Rivia. I forgot his real name. <laughs>
1: Henry Henry
0: Cavill, yes, there was you know the a lot of departure from the story in season two, and then we had the train wreck that was Blood Origin, you know where Netflix basically said we don't care and threw everything out the window. So I think we can. Well, I mean, that, that was an
1: alternate reality, right? An I mean, alternate reality.
0: I think we can kind of break Witcher fans into a couple groups. You have the fans of the books. Who I think are very frustrated with Netflix, but you will have a group of fans who are, who have only ever seen Netflix. That's their whole interaction with the world and they're still enjoying everything because they're not comparing it to something else. And then you have the fans of the games who are kind of just doing their own thing in a different world, you know, cause they're dealing with some very different stories. But yeah, so we do have. I am interested
1: to see how the, how the fans react who, who are just fans of the show, how they react when, when. The main character is recast. Well, not recast, but when you see him, like the new character. How how are they going to feel? Because like to us, Henry Cavill was phenomenal for the part of Geralt. Yeah. And then just like people who only knew Henry as Geralt, how are they going to feel when When they see him in season four not being there anymore? Yeah. We'll see how they handle all of that. Also in The Witcher News, there was an
0: update to the game that introduced what was called a quality of life change. And a lot of fans are upset about this because it they feel like it removes some of the immersion from the game. And this is that essentially if you have the right oil to fight the monster, it will automatically use it in combat. And so a lot of the fans are like, you don't really have to research your monsters anymore because it's if you as long as you've got a little bit of everything, you can just go in and Geralt will figure it out for you, right? Mm. With this auto feature. And so they're saying, you know, part of what really made you feel like a witcher is you really had to study these creatures before you went in there and fought them. You you, the player, had to, you know, take on some of the role of the witcher in your research to figure out how to fight. Feel like a witcher. Making you feel like a witcher. Yeah. So it was released as this quality of life to, you know, just make that a little easier. But a lot of fans were kind of upset saying that, you know, it was gonna remove some of the immersion from the
1: game. Seriously, do you not remember season one? What what episode was that? When the one witcher got killed because he got the wrong info on what the monster was? Yeah. Was like yeah, episode we talked about one.
0: That. I think well, that's episode two or three. It's yeah. two or three, yeah. Yeah, the witcher gets killed and uh because they 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 the people who hired him were wrong, right? They're like, it's a woodlack. And then Geralt then goes in there and researches, this, nope,
1: not what it was. <laughs> well, yeah. Especially after seeing his buddy dead, he's like, "Well, maybe it's yeah. You
0: know, maybe it's something else. Let me let me dig a little deeper. Here. Yeah, let me Six just do some research real quick." Stomach. So yeah, those are the uh, the two big things. I know that uh, there are definitely delays in the last of us season two. You know, we're going to see delays in Game of Thrones with both Egg and Dunk, and season two of House of the Dragon uh, with this writer's strike. So it's going to affect a lot of things. So.
1: It's just a writer strike across the board? Pretty much. So what's going on
0: is traditionally we're writing on a TV show. They would then get royalties whenever the show was put on TV. And for a lot of writers, this was how they kind of made ends meet between jobs. You know, maybe you worked on, you know, Friends for six years And then the show ends and maybe you can't get work right away. So you go a year or two without a job. Well, you're depending on the royalties from the, you know, syndication of the Friends TV show to get you by. But with so much being streaming now, they weren't getting as big a deals or even not nothing in streaming royalties for their work. And so for a lot of writers, this has put them in really tough financial situations. And so the strike is about getting some kind of you know, income from the streaming as well, so that they can get by during the
2: lean years. Not just airtime, but stream time.
1: Yeah. Makes yeah. sense. Kind of hard to, I mean, I'll let them figure it out, but it's rough. Are we done with your universe then, Joe? Yep,
0: yep. that's it for me. All,
1: All right. right, time for doom and gloom. I mean, cyberpunk universe style stuff.
2: <laughs> uh, all's quiet in Night City right now, but in alien news. We had Alien Day on April twenty sixth. This was chosen for representation of the planet Archon, or Planet LV four two six. This is when the alien, uh, this is when Alien is, and they find the ship and pick up that first Zeno, and then also in Aliens when they return and Hadley's Hope and Newt. That planet was coded LV four two six, and so that's why it's Alien Day. Um. So we've had a bunch of stuff pop up in our alien universe. First, we had Alien Dark Descent, new trailer, as well as a release date for June 20th, open for pre-order. Why would you pre-order? They're going to give you some black armor skins and a black cat companion for the game. Whether you get a cat for the game anyways, and this is just a skin, I'm not sure. In Alien Romulus, we get a shot of a face hugger holding one of the film clapboards saying happy alien day on it with the shot of one of the sets it's a spaceship hallway and we also see an emergency chaos that is straight out of the game alien isolation a little wink to the fans there but also uh, it is said that this film will be in the light of Alien and Alien Isolation. So much more of a classic and survival horror type film. Yay. Okay. Um, <laughs> as far as Camp's uh, Alien 5, this would have been a replacement for Alien 3. We had a script. We had concept art. We had a director. All of this came together and Fox still owned the rights to it. And it was a no-go for them. When Disney brought it, bought the to alien, the producers asked if they were interested in it. They were not. The producers made this sound like they would be able to go ahead and go ahead and make it in one way or another. But a recent interview with Suborni Weaver saying that that ship has sailed. And she will not be returning to the role. She has spent her time in space.
0: That was a big moment. Yeah, when that came mm-hmm. out. That
2: was everywhere on the alien boards. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She she was, you know, main character in that uh, script. And so this will probably be the final time we hear anything about that ever being made into a film. As far as the FX TV show, um, still untitled. Uh, we did have three concept art Clips released: one with Wendy holding two swords in a forest as a Zeno is stalking her up in the trees. Another of a sword versus a Zeno. Are you crazy? <laughs> <laughs> now, Now people want this shot. You know, this is this is uh, akin to in predators when when the. Mm,
0: the, yeah, but aliens don't fight like predators. They're like, oh, you're going melee? I, I'm even the odds a little bit for you. <laughs> they don't fight that way.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, it's a shot. It looks pretty cool. I mean, this is just concept art, you know? Right. It's, it's clunky, but, you know. Um, let's see. We have another shot of a crash site in the middle of a city with people rushing towards it. We have the final one of a hypersleep room with no power. One of the pods is broken, and there's a team uh, exploring into the room with flashlights, like mounted on their guns, you know, exploration team, if you will. I did recently see a meme about aliens,
0: and it was the aliens talking be like, they tried to take over our planet, and we're the monsters. Be like, no. He says, and every time we they kidnap one of us, and we kill all our captors, we're the monsters. Be like, that's not how that works. He says, if yeah. we didn't look so scary, we'd be the heroes.
2: <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> they could
1: make a they could make a movie from the alien point of view.
2: That reminds me, somebody uh, typed into one of those AI art generators, uh, aliens. Uh, musical and the art that came out of that made it look pretty awesome you got a Zeno like belting into a mic and you know, know dancing. Yeah, it's yeah. weird looking, <laughs> it's weird looking but but you know it got some people excited but anyways I'm running off track here yeah we also have a small name Paul Johnson he's a solo animator that use <clears throat> that uses the animation style of 1980s, uh, his YouTube channel is Oto King Animation. Yeah, put, this he, is an anime. He puts out uh, shorts. One of his bigger ones uh, was a Star Wars one called TIE Fighter with over 13 million views. Since then, he has gone full-time, Patreon-supported. And has quit his day job. Um, so we might get quite a bit more for what he has just released a trailer for called Alien Monday, the worst day of the week.
1: Oh, it looks dang good. Good, good art style too. It's it's nineteen eighties, but a little bit clean, a lot cleaner, but also
2: super anime. I
0: have to check out Tie Fighter.
2: Yeah, it, it's it's good. It's no dialogue um you know he's just animating and then he's got another guy who puts music over it so like be ready to have some 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 classic rock like oh. 80s you know <laughs> bat, battle yeah it, it it's it, he does a very good production nice well right anything else is that it for news that's it for alien news on to dune oh we, yes dune we had dune part 2 trailer drop Looking gorgeous. We see Princess Ruleon. We see Fade Rutha. We see Paul riding a sandworm. Um, it's about time. We see Jessica in the throes of the water of life. Go give it a look. Okay, wow. right now, I'll do it. <laughs> Now, Part 2 spans over a very long time period and a large war, unlike an ambush, a sacking of a city that we see in Part 1. So in this one, it will be much more of a war movie, saying that the last half of the movie will just be all-out war. If all goes well, the director plans on moving on to Dune Messiah, but we will mm. be putting it into one movie as the book is half as long. For Dune Sisterhood, they're still reworking their scripts. This won't be a a direct adaptation of Dune Sisterhood, the books. It will be alongside that. And and some they've said is that they are working really hard to make it feel and, and look like these movies coming out. So they feel like they're in the same world, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Rather I think making it look strange. Yeah. I I I mean When you step into these new Dune movies, I think one of the things you you get the feel of is it doesn't feel high-tech sci-fi. And I think that is very fitting for Dune. It's not something that I've seen them do before with Dune. Things do tend to have kind of a sci-fi look to them. But with these ones, like, you walk down these hallways and, like, tech is nowhere. Mm -hmm. And that that's very fitting for, you know, this post-Butlerian Jihad world. So I did enjoy that aspect.
2: But I I do think that once we, you know, if they end up doing some butlerian jihad, you know, then they're going to have to be like, all right, we've really got to infuse tech everywhere, Uh, especially in the Android control or the, uh, you know, the synchronized worlds. Yeah. That is my news for this time.
0: All right. Well, we hope you've all enjoyed these. Uh, We still haven't gotten a lot of feedback on the new news episodes, but uh, let us know what you think, and thanks for listening. I like them.